1: podcast season one episode 57 dansby swanson is a cub don't forget to listen download review and most importantly subscribe to our podcast and to follow all the socials fly the w670 on twitter instagram and fly the w on facebook or email us at fly the w670 at gmail Dot com of Dustin Rhodes executive producer of the Mullion Haw Show on 670 the score of course your one-stop shop for everything Cubs baseball on the radio and as always I'm joined by Crawley Crawley happy Sunday afternoon and happy Dansby Swanson day.
2: yep it finally happened the Cubs did it they 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 got their man supposedly um, you know if you want to believe the reports they were you know all in on Dansby Swanson from the beginning. And when you take a look, um, one of the things that was talked about with with Jed is he did not want the long-term deal. And when you take a look at what the other guys got, you know, it's not one of those super long deals. So it's a seven-year, $177 million deal. That includes a full no-trade clause. According to the scores, baseball insider Bruce Levine Swanson will be the second highest annual average contract ever for the Cubs behind John Lester. He'll make 25 million per season. It's the second highest total contract behind behind Jason Hayward's 184 million dollar contract. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's an interesting move and let's hope it works out for the Cubs, right?
1: Crowley, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little surprised. I thought you would be a little bit more uh, pumped up than you sound at 3:25 uh, on a Sunday afternoon. I know you said you watched a little bit of the Bears hanging around with the Eagles, and we everybody watched the great World Cup final. I thought you'd be a little bit more. Up. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm doing cartwheels or anything like that because I was basically on hashtag anybody but Swanson as far as <laughs> the, the big four went. But I love the fact that this is seven years. It's a right. big investment, $177 million, a big investment. But I figured the way the market was going. And again, the Cubs did not set the market. I never thought they would. I thought they would fall in line. And now they have definitely fallen in line. But I thought Dansby Swanson was going to get $200 million by whoever it was that signed him. So I think this is great for both the Cubs and I think this is great for Dansby Swanson because this is a guy that now wants a second bite. Like the other three guys that signed ahead of Dansby Swanson, the other three of the big four... This is it. I mean, they might, maybe they get another contract, but it'll be a little, it'll be a little guy compared to what they did. Dansby Swanson could, if everything goes right, put himself in another two hundred plus million dollar contract potentially if he does right. And if he does right, the Cubs might be happy to be the ones that give it to
2: him. So I would say the thing that kind of throws me off a little bit, Dustin, and the reason I'm not so pumped is that it kind of confused me because. If you weren't going to go, let's see, uh, Korea thirteen years, and then Bogarts and Turner were eleven years, right? So if you weren't going to go with one of those big super deals, uh, you know, over plus two hundred million dollars, then I guess I'm just puzzled as to why they didn't get some of the other pieces they wanted that could have made this team much better. That's so I guess that's kind of where I'm at. I'm kind of like good. I'm very glad, and 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 you know. Good. Glad for Swanson. Glad the Cubs got their guy. Cause I was, I got to tell you, I was scared. I was sure the twins were going to get, I was pretty sure the twins were probably going to try to make a a good pitch to Swanson and uh, that, but then now I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, well you didn't go big, right? You didn't go bust. Okay. So it's almost to me, like if you got, and and Dustin, you brought this up before and a lot of the different podcasts that we've done, you preferred not getting something big, but kind of spreading it out in the different needs that the Cubs had. And so Okay, I'm I'm on board with you on that. I could do that too, no problem, sure. But then, like, you let a lot of good talent kind of just go away that could have easily you easily could have gotten. You know what I mean?
1: Right, right. That that's and that's a great point by you. That that's where they may have swung and missed. That maybe they can tell us that Dansby Swanson was always their guy, um, but then they missed maybe adding a better guy at first base or maybe adding a better backup catcher. We're going to get into some rumors about backup catcher in a minute, but I think this is um, this is smart spending. That That's what the, that's what this is also Crowley, right? Nico right. Horner now goes from being a good shortstop to a potentially great second baseman.
2: Well, when we talk about Dansby Swanson, right, he hit, this was kind of his big breakout year, right? He had, He hit 277. He had 25 home runs, career high 96 RBIs. He played all 162 games, right? So he got his first. That's
1: great news. I mean, that's a guy who's in there every day.
2: Yeah, he got his first All Star selection, his first Gold Glove. Uh, We know that Swanson is an elite defender, the best out of the four shortstops that were on the market, right? He was actually the second most valuable fielder in all of baseball. So the best shortstop and the second most valuable fielder in all of baseball. But you know who the second best shortstop was of the NL last season? As far as defensive runs saved was Nico Horner. So, you know, you're starting to see this game plan come along. And Dustin, I called into the 670 to score the Molly Hall show on Friday. We were talking a little bit about Carter Hawkins. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting because, you know, you're, you're trying to look at that elite defense, okay? And so you have the best shortstop in you know obviously one of the most important defensive positions and now the one of the best second basemen so you're taking a look at probably one of the best infields we've seen at least since you know maybe Bias and Russell um, but this could you know we'll see potentially if this, this could, could potentially be better.
1: be better this could right. potentially this could potentially be better and up the middle right what was their first what was their first move center field Right. Center that field. was it. That was their first move. So it, right up the middle. And now, you know, now potentially we have to figure out what they're going to do as far as a backup catcher goes. But, hey, listen, I'm I'm excited about Swanson. Uh, I'm sure the uh, Swanson uh, jerseys are going to be flying off the shelves at the uh, last Christmas rush here, Crowley. Um, so I, I think this is good for both Dansby Swanson and for the Cubs. Um, and if you look I, at I, I'm it, I'm happy. I'm happy with it right now.
2: Right, if you look at it, you have a Gold Glover in left, a Gold Glover in center, a Gold Glover in short, and a Gold Glover at second. Right. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good, you know. And so, uh, but but again, I think a lot about you, you. Remember, Dustin in in the postseason, we were kind of picking through the rounds who we thought was going to advance in each series. And every time we talked about Cleveland, you would say, "I don't know how they're going to score any runs," and and that is still of concern now. Swanson had, like I said, breakout season in twenty twenty two. But if you take a look at his his full career, right? I'm not going 2016 because that was his first year he broke in, but it was like 13 games, small sample size. And I pulled 2020 out because I think a 60-game season was ridiculous. Throw out all the records on that. Um, But in 2017, he slashed 232, 312, 324 with six home runs. 2018, he slashed 238, 304, 395, 14 home runs. 2019, 251, 325, 422 with 17 home runs. 2021, he slashed 248, 311, 449. He did have 27 home runs. And 2022, he got that average up to 277, 329 on base, and 447 slug with 25 home runs. So if you're telling me that the Dansby Swanson for, let's say, four or five out of those seven years can give you the 2022 numbers, then I'm going to be doing cartwheels. But, you know, I do, I, you know, there is a little bit of concern for me as far as you know, is that going to be where he is now, or is he going to revert to maybe 2018, 2019
1: form? Well, to be determined, obviously, but the good news is going through those numbers that you put out there for us is that each year he's getting better, right? right? Each year he's getting better. And I would think at his age, he's coming into his prime right now. These should be the prime years. And we talked about losing Wilson Contreras' power. Well, the, This guy, if he can stay what he's been doing the last two years, is pretty comparable. Correct. So that's kind of replacing Wilson Contreras' power numbers at shortstop. Plus you get a whole year of Horner playing at second base, where I think it won't be as rigorous maybe on him. Say a Suzuki should be in that twenty-five to twenty-seven home run area as well and then depending on who you got playing third base every day who you got playing first base every day that could be another 20 to 25 home runs so all of a sudden and oh yeah by the way they still need a DH probably right right um, so that there's another hopefully 20 or 25 home runs so th- th- there's some power to be had where, where would you think Crowley, just looking in your Cubs crystal ball if you will um where would you see Swanson batting
2: so he's got to be either third or fourth, right? You would, you would, I would say probably third would be my guess. Okay. If we're looking at a potential lineup, I would say he had to be your number three guy.
1: All right. That's what I'm, that's what I was curious. Third or, you know, third or fifth, depending on who else you add potentially. Right. And then if you're looking righty lefty, if that's something that you're, uh, that you're concerned about, that seems to be a common theme, uh, for managers and for general managers, they love that lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty. If they can.
0: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: If they can get that kind of thing done.
0: Now, along with
1: uh, Swanson this weekend,
2: uh, today, uh, Jesse Rogers uh, reported that Jed Hoyer is expected to re-sign Drew Smiley, right? So if you remember, Smiley was hurt a lot in the first half. And then the second half, he w- he got better and he really pitched well and finished strong. Um, he enjoyed his time with the Cubs in 2022. Uh, Smiley liked working with uh, how to be in the pitching coaches. So this was one that wasn't really a shocker. That was kind of, you know, what we kind of were reading in the tea leaves by things that were said by both parties. They liked who he was in the clubhouse and they, they liked, you know, and, and they liked how he pitched and everything kind of seemed to be like a good marriage there. So, you know, we're looking at the, the, the pitching staff next season. I I mean, I don't know. I just kind of put this together, Dustin, you tell me what you think. I got Stroman one, Tyone two, Smiley three, Steele four and Hendricks five.
1: Yeah, I, I, think, I think that makes sense. Um, you know, yeah, I, I think, you know, you could switch it around a little bit, but that that makes sense. And, and then right behind that, Crowley, I added to this. You got Wes Nasty. You got Samson. You got Thompson. You got Assad, Killian, Alzale. I mean, they, they got 10 guys that could start for them right now. You know, one of those guys breaks out. One of those guys breaks out. It's going to be pretty damn special.
2: Right. And I, I, what I think is going to happen, I think Elsay I think with his injury injury history especially last year, I think he's bullpen all year. That that's that's okay. my assumption there on that one. But um, you got a
1: lot of situations here where you you could do the the Tampa thing, right? Where you get the a four-inning guy and then you come back with another guy for four innings and then you get yeah. to the end of the bullpen with that with this group of 10. Right, absolutely. And and so you do have depth. You do have depth. Somebody goes down with an injury, there's somebody right there to pick it up.
2: Right. So, you know, and, and like you said, the question is, is can one of these guys break out a name that you don't have on the list too is Ben Brown, uh, who, who they got from the Phillies. Okay. Uh, for the Dave Robertson trade. And so in, in, in that one, you're going to say to yourself, all right, so you got, you know, Ben Brown. So you just need one to have some sort of crazy breakout season, right? Some sort of pitcher that just kind of just blows everybody away. You do that now all of a sudden things get interesting. If you got a real legit number one ace, which the Cubs don't have. They don't right have now. it on
1: paper, right. no. Mm-mm. but but got a we bunch of, They got a bunch of threes. They got a right. bunch of really good threes right now. So we want
2: to know what Wesnicki can do. Can Justin Steele take it another level? You know, the only thing that does worry me, Dustin, is, is for guys, like, especially when we talk about uh, K- uh, Killian and when we talk about, or, you know, uh, Keegan Thompson, when we talk about... um Justin Steele is they pitched a lot last year, more than they ever have. So I'm kind of curious to see how, how the arms kind of how bounce come back out of this that. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just a one thing I'm a little bit nervous about, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But you know, the, the, the hot stove is steaming and, and you can tell right now that Jed is still uh, looking to make some more moves. Obviously the biggest question is catchers, right? Well, who is going to take Wilson? Not, I wouldn't say Wilson's place. Cause I think that's clear. Um, you know, they got the catcher that they want, their everyday catcher, Jan Gomes. Um, but what you have left, you have Gary Sanchez, who's 30 years old, but he's very—he's like a, a less good version of Wilson Contreras. You know what I mean? Same, <laughs> same, same thing that he can hit, and he's got an arm, but, you know, he's not a great game caller. You know what I mean? And he, he doesn't frame and receive pitches really well. So I don't see that happening. Jorge Alfaro is 30. And then the one, the, the one that has the biggest buzz right now, and Cub fans should remember him from his time with Cincinnati, is Tucker yeah. Barnhart.
1: That's the one that's percolating today around the uh, rumor mill. Yeah, right.
2: So, so he's thirty-two, and and so you know, hopefully, we can kind of get some idea what happens there. And then when you talk about third baseman, Justin Turner at thirty-eight years old, Brandon Drury is a name that I keep kind of hearing a lot of. Uh, he's only thirty. And Evan right. He's a guy that
1: Matt Spiegel's been really hot for, for the Cubs. He thinks that's a, a really good fit and could take some at-bats at uh, DH as well.
2: Right, and El- Evan Lagoria is 37, so, you know, the, the idea here is, let's say you get Drury or Turner, which are the two names that I'm hearing the most. You know, if you put them at third, then you can platoon Wisdom and uh, Matt Mervis at first, and you can kind of play around with that stuff, and then you could have a legit DH, which the Cubs did not have. At all last season. If you remember, they went with, for the first half of the season, it seemed like they went a lot with that Wilson uh, catching, Jan DHing, and then reversing it when Jan yeah. was catching, you know, Wilson DHing. Um, but, but yeah, that was just such, and then they went with, um, uh, Fran Mille Reyes, which didn't work out. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens if they can get, like, a, you know, if they can use some of these guys in, in good platoon matchups and kind of rotate between third, first, and DH, those guys. Well, like I said, Turner, Wisdom, and Mervis. So, or or Drury, Wisdom, and Mervis. You can, you can kind of play around there, but... Um, So that's why I don't think that they're gonna get a DH. I saw the other day, um, you know, most of the DHs now pretty much are gone. JD Martinez just signed a a one-year deal with the Dodgers. Dodgers, yeah. Right, you know, so I I guess the thing, and this is, like I said, my guy that I wanted was Christian Vasquez. And so I just felt with the money that you saved going with uh, Dansby Swanson over, and that's, you know, over, uh, but, but it seems like, you know, he got the same deal uh, from the Cubs that Minnesota offered him that three years, the 30 Cubs million.
1: wanted the Cubs wanted another option. He didn't want that,
2: right? So I, I like I said, just kind of some weird moves. But I think you know it's starting to come together. But here, you know, here's the thing, Dustin, is that like in 2016, I did this. My buddy went out to Vegas and I said, put 50 down on the Cubs for me to you know win the World Series. 2016 World Series. I knew going into that season, there was no doubt in my mind that the Cubs had the best team on paper. OK, now, when we take a look at this team, I, I, I think more about 1989 or 2000. Not only is I, don't want to say 30, I would say I would say 1989 is the team that it reminds me of where you have a lot of things that have to go your way if you're going to be successful. OK, you, I mean, obviously, injuries are always a big deal, but you're going to need some breakout years from guys that should have them when you're talking about we're talking about guys like uh, Suzuki and you're talking about Swans, uh, Dansby Swanson and, and, and some of these guys. They got to do it. We got to have some rookies that really kind of uh, bust out or second-year guys really kind of take it to the next level. So is there, is there maybe five more home runs out of Nico Horner? Is there, uh, you know, does Chris Murrell come back and have a stronger year this year? These are guys that these things really have to happen. So it's like if you told me, if you asked me right now, well, you know, what place do the Cubs finish in? I, I, again, I see them probably now with these latest couple moves, 81-82 wins.
1: Is where I see them. Okay. What about uh, real quick before we keep moving here? Uh, one more guy that got signed that we did not talk about. I don't believe you. Will correct me if I'm wrong, and don't be afraid to. But Brad Boxberger, the guy that the Cubs have liked, that seems like from a while, a while right? They get him out of uh, Milwaukee, bring him uh, south of the Cheddar Curtain. And they've got him in the bullpen now.
2: I'll say this. The Cubs pitching infrastructure has done a fantastic job year after year of getting these guys and, uh, working with them and, and, and the results seem to be great. So every year they get these guys and then they flipped them in the past. Um, when you talk about F Ross Martin and, uh, you know, some of those guys from and Robertson last year, right? So you're able to flip that the year before you were talking about, um, you know, uh, you had, uh, chafin andrew chafin and you had some other guys that you were able to flip at the deadline so the the cubs pitching infrastructure has done a great job so i don't care who they signed I, i had a feeling that they were going to find some guys be able to you know get the most out of them and if the cubs are have a disappointing season boxberger if he looks good is one of those guys that you flip